Weekday evenings on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. It's 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. Host Daryl Wood brings you the day's news and trending topics as only he can with a unique blend of conservative opinion, constitutionalism, and thought-provoking analysis. Join the conversation. 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood. A daily look at the news in a way you won't hear anywhere else. Tune in to 6 o'clock talk with Daryl Wood on FM 101.5 and AM 1400, The Patriot. Or stream at PatriotDetroit.com. You are in in what part of the country? Southwest Colorado. Wonderful. How are you picking us up? Oh, I stream you guys on my uh, iPhone every day. Fantastic. Um, I am a resident of Sterling Heights, but uh, I frequently come to Southwest Colorado. I am just thrilled to be hearing from you out there in Colorado. Continue to listen, tune in again, and call at your earliest convenience. Godspeed. Run to Win with Daryl Wood, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. on Faith Talk Detroit. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, the program that most of you have been waiting for after that fabulous program, Daryl Wood, Run to Win, can't beat it, and I'm glad to be right behind him. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss where we focus on biblical issues, theology, apologetics, all things biblical. Welcome here. I have challenges, but that's not all. Also, your questions, which can be challenging indeed, can be called in to this program. If you have a question about something in the Bible that you really want to know about, then give us a call at area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, I, I, will, I will try, as your radio consultant, to give you the best answer I, I can. If I can, I'm sure I can um, uh, uh, take you to resources where you could uh, look up some stuff for yourself. But all your questions are welcome here. All you've got to do is call area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578, to be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. And it's open air Monday, but so what? I'm asking some questions anyway. In fact, I have two humdingers for you. Maybe we might just, time permitting, get to one. But definitely, I have two two of them on the slate. One of course, uh, comes from what we were talking about last time when I was uh, on the program. Uh, And so I want to continue with that, but I want to put a spin on it. We were talking about astrology and uh, dealing with the fact that Genesis chapter 1, verse 14 does not support astrology, right? Even though astrologers, yes, astrologers, those who practice it, want to say that it does. Why? Well, because of the fact uh, what cultists are always looking for and false uh, belief systems are looking for is something in the Bible where they can hang their, let us say, their error on, and uh, they find a convenient verse for them over in Genesis 1.14, where it says, And God said, Let there be lights in the firmament of heaven to divide the day from the night, and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and years. 
Uh, and then they look at that sign. See, that means astrological signs. But as you pointed out, no. Basically, it's talking about just the signs of whether it's day or night or in seasons, but nothing to do with predicting your birth date or your life from where your star is positioned. So we got it. Not only that, but in their paid places in the Bible where absolutely we find that astrology is condemned. One place, as you pointed out last time, over in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 19, where it says, Uh, And least thou lift up thine eyes unto heaven, and when thou seest the sun and the moon and the stars, even all the host of heaven, shouldest be driven to worship them and serve them, which the Lord thy God hath divided unto all nations under the whole heaven. In other words, don't be worshiping uh, the planets and the stars. Well, that is a condemnation, actually, of ancient astrology. Uh, The modern version is more sophisticated, but uh, that's where it comes from. Then, of course, another scripture that we uncovered uh, you, I might say, because actually you got some of the same ones that were on my list. Those of you in the uh, listening audience did a good job last time over in Isaiah 47 and 12, where it says, Stand now with thine enchantment and with the multitude of thy sorceries, wherein thou hast labored from thy youth. Notice sorceries is the word used here. If so be thou shalt be able to profit. If so be thou mayest prevail. Thou art wearied in the multitude of thy counsels. Let now the astrologers and the stargazers, and the monthly pronosticators, stand up and save, uh, uh, save thee from the things that shall come. In other words, if you, if you believe in the stars so much, let them save you when, from what's coming. Okay? But what the Bible says, verse 14, Behold, they shall be as stubble, the fire shall burn them, they shall not deliver themselves from the power of the flame. There shall not be a coal to warm at, nor fire to sit before it. So we see here in two passages of Scripture, Condemnation of astrology, Deuteronomy 4, 14 to 15. Um, we see also in Isaiah 47, 12, it's condemned. Also, if you care to look it up, Jeremiah chapter 8, verse 1 to 3 does the same thing. But then, after we have all this strong condemnation, all right, dealing with the subject of astrology, uh, guess what we run into? Guess what we run into? We run into a passage, okay? that causes us to pause and take a look and ask, what's going on here, right? Especially with these guys called the three wise men. What were they up to, okay? Uh, what, what, what were they doing? What was that all about, right? Dealing with the, uh, the wise men in the Bible. Well, what am I talking about? Well, I'm talking about uh, what we find in Matthew, actually. In Matthew and in chapter 2, where it says in verse, at verse 1, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? Here we go. Hang on to your hats. Saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. Right? Matthew 2 and 2, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. Well, uh, isn't this talking about astrology? And if astrology is forbidden in the Bible, then how come... These guys who are following the stars and studying the stars 
could use a star to bring them to Jesus. Wow, astrologers will use this to show that, well, after all, it looks like astrology is approved of in the Bible. But if it's not, you can most certainly tell us why not. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Let's go to Brownstown and talk to someone who now has become a regular on the Bible Talk program. And I'm glad about it. That's Jenny. How you doing, Jenny? I'm fine. How are you? Good, good. It's, it's like being related to someone that we knew back in the day, us getting back together again. <laughs> it's so funny. It's great. Anyway, huh? <laughs> um, I have a few friends that I'm trying to connect back with that way, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sometimes it's too long, Jenny. Sometimes we wait too long. <laughs> anyway, I have a question. Sure. I was wondering... Where does it, where does this, why does this happen? These hyper dispensationalists, and I know a couple of them, mm -hmm. that, and they've tried to tell me that you don't need to be baptized, but Jesus himself was baptized. Uh huh. John the Baptist baptized Jesus. Yeah. So where does this stuff come from? Well, what happens, uh, well, I tell you what, if someone says, that you don't have to be baptized, I think they're going a bit too far in their assessment. Now, I have no doubt that a person who uh, confesses Christ as their Savior, uh, they're saved at that moment, uh, and they should be baptized, but if they were to die, they're going straight to heaven, like the thief on the cross. Oh, that's correct. Yeah, I right. have no trouble with that. So I'm, it's not that I'm saying... No, I don't either, but... Uh, you know where I'm coming from. Oh, I know exactly right? where you're at. In other words, okay. just because you would, could go to heaven uh, without being baptized, still we have to ask ourselves that if you could be baptized, you should be baptized. Okay? And that's what the Bible teaches. There's no doubt about it. Uh, there are groups that teach that you don't need baptism, of course, but those groups aren't following the Bible. Because over in, in other words, I would say this. All you need is one good passage, okay? There's a number of them you could use, Jenny, but one good one, and that one is over in Acts chapter 8. And I mean, it's just unbeatable. Here... Yeah, we're Philip and the eunuch. Yeah, you got it. The whole gospel is explained to this man, right? It says at verse yeah. 30, And Philip ran thither to him and heard him read the prophet Isaiah, and says, Understandest thou what thou readest? So here's this Ethiopian proselyte. He's actually had become Jewish. And he's reading, he's learned Hebrew, and so he's reading, but he doesn't understand all he's reading. Verse 31, and he said, how can I, except some man should guide me? And he died, desired Philip that he would come up and sit with him. The place of the scripture which he read was this, he was led as a sheep to the slaughter, and like a lamb, dumb before his shearer, so opened he not his mouth. You know, it goes on to talk about quoting from Isaiah uh, in chapter 53 about this. Uh, then at verse 34, and the eunuch answered Philip I, and said, I pray thee, because he didn't know. Yeah. Of whom speaketh this prophet, this of himself or of some other man? Then, and here's where you come in, and here's the proof that just, I don't say anybody could get around it. Verse 35, then Philip opened his mouth and began at the same scripture and preached unto him Jesus. So first, the gospel is preached, right? Then verse 36, and as they went on their way, they came into a certain water. Uh-oh. And, and the eunuch said, <laughs> okay, see, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? In other words, somewhere in there, okay, Philip had told him about baptism, okay? And so, what shall hinder me to be baptized? And Philip said, If thou believest with all thine heart, thou mayest. 
And he answered and said, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And he commanded the chariot to stand still, and they went both into the water. That's what lets me know it wasn't that sprinkling deal, just throw some water, you know. Went yeah, down. right. No, I understand <laughs> yeah. that, too. They yeah. went down into the water, both Philip and the eunuch, and he baptized him. So, therefore, if you're going to be obedient to the, the gospel, you first have to believe in Jesus Christ, confess your sins, then get baptized. Now, for some reason, if you die before that, or fine. But other than that, you need to comply with all that's written in the Bible concerning it. Well, no, I see. I understand that. But these people that I know, they don't. Well, here's, and, here's my question. Have you shown them that scripture? Um, yeah, and I mean, these people... What do they say? I was, in an, I was in a church before with them, and they got these scriptures before. But what did they but say? They, what is their answer to them? Um... They, they're just, they're not real clear. They're just saying, well, that's, you know, the Philip wanted to, um, you know, the the eunuch wanted to and all that. They, so, but you don't, just because you, you know, you don't. The have, eunuch didn't want anything. That's what Philip wanted to do. The Philip right, was the Philip one who was. to do it. Yeah, because so he was doing what Jesus like Christ he, had commanded. Yeah, but, the, but you don't. You don't have to, you know. Well, and then I would ask him this question. How could you not have to do something that's written in the Bible? Right. Yeah. Why did I ask them, why didn't, why did Jesus get baptized then? Um, no, no, you should have stuck right here because this is talking about believer's okay. baptism, right? Not Jesus' baptism. Okay. This is believer's baptism. And it's clear he was baptized. That is a part of the gospel. So the question that they have is, what does this scripture mean? Okay. It, it, and I would like to see what a good answer that they could have to it. Yeah, one of these days when I see him again, I'll try it again. That's right. Hit him with that with the Bible. Let him answer because that's uh, our job is only to show folks what it says. Uh, their job then, and if it means something else, I always tell them, well, what does that mean? It's kind of hard for him, Jenny. Yeah. I'm, okay. Well, um, because I mean, he tries to hammer it home to me, and it's like, give me a break. Yeah. Well, don't use a hammer. Use the Bible. <laughs> Yeah. Yes, go to the Bible okay. and show me what you're talking about. But if they can't do that, then you've done your job. At least you show them what the text says. Thanks, okay, Jenny. Well, keep, thanks. keep calling now. I'm counting on you to call all the time. Now that you're back, number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. The question on the table, if astrology is so condemned in the Bible, like we talked about last time, Deuteronomy chapter 4, it's condemned, Isaiah chapter 47, it's condemned, uh, Jeremiah chapter 8, it's condemned, then why in the world are wise men studying a star and it leads them to Jesus? What do you say about that? Dave in Hazel Park. Yeah, bless you, Pat. Pastor Moss. Okay, you gave you 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 gave me you gave me a study, okay, and I got two different uh, uh, commentaries, okay. Okay. Out of the Bible, okay. Hmm. Okay. Okay. One of them we're in Matthew two. One of them takes me back to the Balaam prophecies in Numbers twenty four seventeen. Right. With, with that, okay. That's wrong. We know that's wrong. Okay. One of the commentaries I got, and you know him well, the, uh, 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 John MacArthur, he said, and it says, this could not have been a supernova or a conjunction of planets, as some modern theory 
theory suggests because of the way the star moved and settled over one place. It is, it is more likely a supernatural reality similar to the Shekinah, Shekinah that guided the Israelites in the days of Moses, Exodus 13:21. I don't okay. know. Would that help? I, I, I'm, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to well, come to well, I tell you what, right now, Dave, I think that does help, especially when he compared it to Shekinah glory. So, in other words, mm-hmm. he's saying that it didn't, didn't have anything to do with the star, right? Right, right. Okay. Now, what happens is, though, uh, uh, the prophecy we have over in Numbers uh, 24 right. is interesting, where it says uh, in Numbers 24 and 17, I right. shall see him, but not now. I shall behold him, but not nigh. There will come a star out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel, and shall smite the corners of Moab, and destroy all the children of Seth. Now, some say that these uh, these Eastern uh, astrologers had gotten a hold of this prophecy uh, because of Daniel's influence, uh, the prophet Daniel's influence in the East. Yeah. And that, uh, so uh, that's why they were following the star. But what you suggest is, that uh, uh, based upon what uh, Dr. MacArthur says, it was Shekinah glory instead of a star. Mm-hmm. Could have been, but the Bible doesn't say it was Shekinah glory. Now you might be no, right, it but and so, <laughs> you know, right. And so, other, in other words, that's what you're going to get when you say it, right? If you're a biblical guy, then you go to the Bible and they say, "Well, that's they say a star. That doesn't say Shekinah glory." No, so, but no. not to say that well, that's what a bad. I'm saying is he didn't say it, he didn't say it really come out and say it's true neither. It could have been. Remember what I just read? Right, right. It could have been. Right. Yeah, and, and the other one I had is not much is known about. The, this is another at the at the commentary Bible I have. It says. Not much is known about these white men. We don't know where they came from or ha- or how many there were. Tradition says they were men of high position. It says near the site of the ancient Babylon. Well, well, how we did be- they know that the star presented the Messiah? They well, could have been Jews. Who, you get all that, but you gave me a challenge, so I was trying to. Well, you did a good challenge. job, and Please. definitely to look at commentaries is good because they help us in our interpretation of scripture. Right. Uh, and uh, uh, basically, we know that a star was involved. Uh, a star. Now, the right. star when it says out of Jacob, though, did that mean a physical star, or was that just talking about a person and was symbolic of it? Right. But yet, that's an uh, that's a, an answer because what John MacArthur does is he takes away from the star and he deals with Shekinah glory, which something only mm-hmm. God can use. So that's not a bad answer, right. Dave, and uh, we're glad uh, for it. Let's see what others say. Thank you. Okay, one more Revelation twenty two sixteen, the, the bright morning star. I don't know why I went there, but just a, just a thought. Oh, the bright, well, why'd you go there? What do you mean? I don't know why I went there. Why'd you go there, brother? Oh, hello. Yeah. I lost it. You, yeah, okay. I don't know. I just went there. I was. I, I thought of that in my mind, my heart, and thinking about it, and, and I'm thinking, well, well okay. I, I, I'll uh, tell you this. That does called, that does describe David, uh, Jesus. That describes him. He is the bright and the morning star. I want to thank you for calling and call again. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578. We'll be right back. In the Bible, Jesus says when we care for the least of these, it's like we're caring for him. But who are the least of these? They're moms, like Beatrice, living in Guatemala, where more than half the people live in extreme poverty, where 8 out of 10 children are chronically malnourished. When you pray for your children, what do you pray for them? 
She prays that God help her to give them at least one more day of food. So it's a daily prayer. When you partner with Food for the Poor, you bring food, water, hope, and love. Your compassion answers the prayers of moms like Beatrice. For a little less than a dollar a day, you can bring hope and love in the form of food for a year and water for life through Food for the Poor. You can make your life-saving gift now. Call 855-849-4673. 855-849-HOPE. 855-849-HOPE. Or click the Food for the Poor banner at faithtalkdetroit.com. Hello, friends. This is Daryl Wood, host of Run to Win. I've got some exciting news in addition to listening to us on Faith Talk FM 92.7 and AM 1500. You can now stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Choose News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. There's a lot going on right now, and broadcasters are on the ground covering all of it, bringing you the weather, the traffic, and breaking news, all while entertaining you 24 hours a day. Someone needs to tell you what's going on around the world and in our hometowns, and that someone is us. We are free radio. We are always there. We are broadcasters. Visit wearebroadcasters.com or text radio to 52886 to learn more. Furnished by NAB and this station. Politics and religion. It's been said that you don't discuss them in mixed company. Probably by someone who didn't really understand either of them. Why follow their rules? Detroit has two radio stations that shatter them. One documents the rebuilding of a great America. While the other shares the promise of the infinite. The Patriot has all the great news about growing the economy and a strengthening nation. Faith Talk Detroit raises the soul and affirms the heart. The Patriot, FM 101.5 and AM 1400. And Faith Talk Detroit on FM 92.7 and AM 1500. Hi, this is Greg Bryant, General Sales Manager for Salem Media Group Detroit. If you're listening to my voice right now, you're a listener to either Faith Talk Detroit or The Patriot Detroit. If you love one of these stations and you have experience in outside sales, we'd love to talk to you. Call me directly to inquire how Salem Media might provide an opportunity that's right. Call Greg Bryant at 248-581-1221. That's 248-581-1221 to learn more about our available positions. If you love us, come join us and make a career move that's right for you. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss, dealing with the subject uh, that we started uh, last time I was on, dealing with astrology. We know clearly that the Bible condemns the practice of astrology in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 14 to 15, Isaiah 47, verse 12, and in Jeremiah chapter 8, verse 1 to 3, other places as well. Uh, But yet we find wise men being led by a star in uh, Matthew chapter 2. In fact, uh, it says, uh, uh, verse 7, Then Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. So they're following a star, uh, and it led them to Jesus. uh, And so, therefore, 
uh, some would say, some who practice astrology would say, well, then what's wrong with astrology? Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss. Let's go to Darlene in Detroit, see what's on her mind. Hello, Darlene. Grace and peace, Pastor Moss. Uh, I'm riding, uh, well, sitting in my car, uh-huh. and I don't have my Bible with me. Oh. <laughs> but um, I know that in studying uh, Scripture, the wise men were uh, magi. Okay. And my understanding is that the magi, they studied um, uh, astronomy. Uh, and the Lord said that there would be signs in the um, uh, stars and the moon and uh, the different elements. And uh, that was uh, my my understanding about the star and them following that star was because they had studied uh, astronomy and knew uh, the different um the different prophecies that had been prophesied and then the reason that God doesn't want us studying astronomy or or, or, or um uh, astrology uh, astronomy is the science yes, yes, astrology, astrology is the occultic practice yeah that's different because that's uh reading something that is supposedly predicting your future concerning your sign that you were born under. Uh-huh. And and God doesn't want us to put our trust and faith in anything but him. Well, well, what uh, what it tipped them off that this star was uh, the, uh, the star that was standing for the Messiah. Yes. Yes, they had studied that. They knew that a king was coming. Well, how did they get it? Did, and, did they get this from the Bible? Um, I wouldn't say the Bible, mm. uh, by them being wise men or, or magi, I'm sure that they probably uh, study different uh, religions and cultures. Well, goodness, so, uh, so, so, so some ancient and different religion uh, told them about magi? The coming of a king that would save the world, um, um, would, would you think? I don't know. I'm going with what you're thinking. I know one thing. <laughs> over Numbers uh, 24, 20, uh, uh, Numbers chapter 24 and verse 17, we have an interesting scripture, which says, I shall see him, but not now. I shall behold him, but yeah. not nigh. There shall come a star out of Jacob, and a scepter shall rise out of Israel, and shall smite the corners of Moab and destroy all the children of Seth. So uh, some would say that uh, uh, this coming from uh, Numbers, uh, which of course is a you know Old Testament, that Daniel uh, uh, would have no doubt, uh, being that he was connected with uh, Eastern nations, have maybe uh, deposited this with some of them. But uh, but other than that, uh, I hear your argument. Okay, uh, but uh, let's see what other folks have to say. 
All right, sir. I thank, thank, you, so I thank you for calling. All right. All right. Some different turns with this. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emmy Moss, looking at this whole deal of uh, uh, astrology. If astrology is condemned, what are the wise men doing uh, following this star to the Messiah? I thought we weren't supposed to study them. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Going to talk to Jacqueline in Detroit. Hello, Jacqueline. Hi, Pastor Moss. First of all, I would just like to thank you um, for mentioning um, J. Vernon McGee. I've been listening to him. Great guy. And he is phenomenal. Absolutely great. You know, I mean, I I, I watch on YouTube. I found, you know, most of his um, videos. Mm -hmm. But now, I don't think that this, star of Berm, of of Bethlehem can you know that was just the heavenly sign by which God announced the birth of Jesus um and I know you know it was mentioned in Matthew and and you've mentioned numbers several times um but it it could be just the alignment of like the planets you know but no one really can say exactly you know what the star was, you know where I'm going with it. Well, I hear you're saying nobody can say what it was, and you're right. Well, the Bible I mean, you doesn't know, break can it down. Explain, um, give a rational, um, how would you say it, um, um, meaning of 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 what what happened and why and how the star appeared to the um, to the wise men. Well, we know though that they it appeared to them. How, now we don't know yeah, how, exactly. but that doesn't. But definitely, we know that it did. They were they were looking to the star, and that they were following this star to lead them to the Messiah. Was what they said. And right. over in Numbers twenty four seventeen, there's a verse that hints at something like that. Right, but, a star but, shall come out of Jacob, and but um, well, it, it's it, um, it's like a supernatural phenomenal phenomenon, rather, you know that that. Um, Show them where to go to lead them. They didn't use it to, as um, to predict the future, like a lot of of um, astronomy, you know, does. Like even now, like our meteorologists, to predict weather. They 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 you they followed that star. Well, what happens um, is though, really, astronomy is what gets into the predicting of weather for us, not astrology. Right, that's what I'm saying. You know, as far as the astrologists, you know, they studied the sun. You know, the comp. They, you know, they had a. <laughs> um, well, let me ask you this question. Let me ask you this okay. question. Right? Uh, when we look at the passage in Matthew chapter two, right, which right. says, uh, "Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came okay. wise men from the east to Jerusalem." saying, Where is he that is born, king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. All right? When, right. King, when Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. Right? And exactly. they said unto him in Bethlehem of Judea, For thus it is written okay, by the prophet. And thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judea, art not thou least among the princes of Judah? For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people. Then, verse 7, Then Herod 
when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star appeared. So, let me ask you this question, Jacqueline. Where did the star lead them to? The star led them to Bethlehem, and it it stood over where um, Jesus was born. Let me ask you that question again. Where did the star lead them to before they met or came to Jesus? It, see, I, see, I'm kind of, I, I, I'm not really understanding you. Well, the first person. They followed it to, because it was the star of Bethlehem, but yet this star um, was just in the sky over the place that Jesus was born. The star, if we look at what happens here in the text, is fascinating. I never thought about it until Dr. Walter Martin commented on it. And I'm thinking he might be right. The star that they followed, whatever kind of astrology study that they were in, it did not lead them directly to Jesus. It led them to Herod. Herod was the one it led them to. See here? Okay. Okay. Yeah. And Herod, when he had privately called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star had appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when you found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him. Okay. So that star, okay, that we, you know, we praise and there's all kinds of uh, 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 cartoons that we see on television saying that the star, well, the, the star did, but not at first because the star led them to Herod. And what did Herod want to do? He wanted um, them to come, go and then return to him to let let them know, you know, where the child was born. So he could kill Jesus. That's exactly. what he wanted to do. He wanted to kill him. So what right. happens here, now what Dr. Walter Martin says about this is this, that actually uh, the star, this is a part of an occultic kind of thing, right? that they were studying and the devil was using it to, uh, to take Jesus out because it didn't lead them to Jesus. It led them to Herod. Notice what happens. It says then at verse 8, And sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. He was lying. When they had right, heard exactly. the king, they departed, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them. Okay, I believe that God actually now, he intervened and actually used this star. Through his divine power, he's in in control of the stars, not the devil or mankind. And then it came and stood over where the young child lay. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. So the problem is, I think, believing that uh, actually it was the star. The star was a good thing. Not at first. It led them to Herod. It took a revelation from God to straighten the whole thing out and actually led them to where Jesus was. And then uh, they didn't go back to... um, now, they didn't go back to Herod either. They kept going. They kept right on going. Right. Yeah. See, I misunderstood your question. I thought you um, was asking to explain the star. Well, what happens so, is the star, and we I wanted you to, though. Yeah. But the star, yeah. uh, and, and then, in fact, Dr. Walter Martin kind of turned the whole situation around in looking at it, right? Because if they had, if the star, all that star did was lead them to Herod. Then when God took control, it led them to Jesus. And then, in other words, it took a divine revelation to help the wise men because it says in verse 12, Matthew 2 and 12, and being warned of God in a dream that they should not return to Herod, 
They departed into their own country another way. So God literally appeared to them in a dream and told the wise men, don't go back to Herod. That's something that the star could never do. Exactly, exactly. All right, well, thank you, hon. I mean, I get where you're going, but I just didn't, um, maybe I just misunderstood. I thought we were explaining, like, what the star could have been or, you know. Hey, that's exactly the conversation we did have. Yeah, that's exactly the conversation that we did have, and you did a good job. Thank you. All right, if you disagree, call, but uh, it makes sense. God can always override any kind of astrology because he's the one who really made the stars. Going to take a break, and we'll be right back. In the Bible, Jesus says when we care for the least of these, it's like we're caring for him. But who are the least of these? They're moms, like Beatrice, living in Guatemala, where more than half the people live in extreme poverty, where 8 out of 10 children are chronically malnourished. When you pray for your children, what do you pray for them? She prays that God help her to give them at least one more day of food. So it's a daily prayer. When you partner with Food for the Poor, you bring food, water, hope, and love. Your compassion answers the prayers of moms like Beatrice. For a little less than a dollar a day, you can bring hope and love in the form of food for a year and water for life through Food for the Poor. You can make your life-saving gift now. Call 855-849-4673. 855-849-HOPE. 855-849-HOPE. Or click the Food for the Poor banner at faithtalkdetroit.com. Hello, friends. This is Tom Kitterman, host of Mornings with Meaning, and I've got some exciting news. Now, in addition to listening to us at 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap Listen, choose News Talk, and scroll down to Faith Talk Detroit. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun, it sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. Everyone has needs, but you may not know how to meet them in healthy ways. Next time on Focus on the Family, Dr. Kathy Cook explains how to find your security, identity, belonging, purpose, and competence through a relationship with God and with good, godly people. You'll hear more next time on Focus on the Family with Jim Daly. Listen to Focus on the Family, weekday mornings at 930 on Faith Talk Detroit. Hello, I'm Alistair Begg, and I'll be joining the team at Salem Media Group in the summer of 2020 on a scenic cruise to Alaska. I'd like to extend a warm invitation to you to join us. I've been before, and Alaska is a spectacular place where God's design and His majesty are constantly on display. Glaciers, mountains, and untamed wildlife. If you've ever contemplated exploring this inspiring frontier, now is your opportunity especially as we will enjoy all of these wonders from the comfort of our first-class cruise ship. The week will be filled with more than just awe-inspiring landscapes and quaint seaside ports, as Laura's story leads us in our worship, and as we turn to God's Word as a compass for our time together. For more information and to book your trip today, visit faithtalkdetroit.com and search keyword Alaska.
That number to call, area code 866-423-9578, area code 866-423-9578. To be on the air, Bible Talk with Pastor Emery Moss. Let's go to Gary in Pontiac. How you doing, Gary? Yes, uh, Pastor Moss, thank you for your program. Uh, my thoughts come from Mark 16. I want everybody to read it about baptism. And the 16th chapter, verse 15, and this is Jesus after he was resurrected talking to his disciples. Uh-huh. He said unto them, Go you into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but he that believeth not shall be, be damned. And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils, they shall speak with new tongues, and it tells the other things. Uh-huh. For all those that think they don't have to be baptized, Jesus said we do. Absolutely. For any minister that claims that we don't, they're wrong. But there are ministers that believe this was not uh, in the real uh, Word of God, the original Word of God. Have you heard that? Yeah, I've heard that uh, uh, saying, well, it, what they say is this, that they uh, some of the ancient documents uh, don't have it, this particular passage. However, the thing is that everything that's in the passage is uh, proved in other places in Scripture in terms of uh, what it talks about casting out devils, tongues, all those things are uh, there. So actually their objection uh, is not strong because definitely what Mark contains is biblical material. But it's all about uh, uh, earlier manuscripts versus manuscripts that came later. But you're right. Well, that is what I'm saying. There's, there's signs that follow them that believe. So there's people that say they believe in the Lord, but they don't believe in the signs. And they're following ministers that don't believe what the apostles taught and the signs that Jesus said would come. Well, I don't know it. I think I haven't thought, not found a minister that didn't believe in all the signs. Oh, I thought that they were on the radio program on the other program in Detroit. Yeah. They said you I, don't have to be baptized. Well, if they, yeah, if they say that, they're wrong, too. Because the Bible, as you say, is clear. And it's also clear about the signs. Not that every Christian has to... Uh, do these signs. In other words, you don't get in the line. Okay, uh, now do this sign. Cast out devils, uh, pick up some serpents, drink some poison. No. These signs follow the church, and we see them in the church. In the ministry of Paul on the Isle of Malta, where the serpent came on him, he just flipped it off. But he, uh, but Paul didn't start a, uh, a serpent-handling church, where all of the members were told to put their hands in a bucket and let the serpents bite them and see if they can survive. So, But the signs well, definitely... The Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the serpents are just not snakes. There's other things. There's poisonous spiders. There's uh, poisonous no, no, well, uh, all I'm saying here is serpents. Serpents don't mean uh, insects and spiders. Serpents mean serpents, and uh, that's how the because Bible you, talks you about mean everything that was uh, everything that was harmful to mankind. It's not just yeah, but I'm snakes. just saying in this passage, I can't go beyond the scripture, uh, uh, Gary. I'm just looking at the passage, Mark sixteen eighteen. They shall take up serpents. That wasn't talking about insects there. I know there's another passage over in Luke which talks about scorpions, but this is dealing with serpents. And we need to watch so that Christians don't think that they need to go around picking up snakes to see if they can survive. That, in other words, that's saying if that does happen, God has the power to deliver you. But uh, don't make it a practice. Number to call, area code 866-423-9578. Area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible talk with Pastor Emery Moss. So the star, okay, the star, in other words, astrology is wrong, right? It is wrong. Uh, and what the wise men were practicing, not necessarily the occult. You know, back then, science and uh, astrology and astronomy were kind of mixed until it got more scientific. So now, astronomy is totally divorced from astrology. But the bottom line is, uh, they were practicing something that wasn't really authorized by God, but God took over, okay, and moved the star right over to where Jesus was, where in reality, 
it led them to Herod. And that wasn't a good thing, but God had to intervene. And so, uh, and that is how we come out of darkness into light. Uh, it's when God intervenes and takes over. All right, so uh, just to give you guys another perspective on that, and now we've got another challenge coming in the time remaining. Let's go to Darlene. How you doing, Darlene? Hi, Pastor. Good evening. I'm enjoying your show. I just really turned you on just not too long, long ago. What I'm getting out of the passage about the star, when God intervened, he confused Herod the Herod the the, the monarchy, whatever it is. How did he confuse him? He wanted to kill Jesus. Right. How did he confuse him, though? He confused him with the star. Okay. How did he confuse him with the star? By the wise man. Okay, but but you're still not explaining how he confused them. He conf- well, well, it's time for me to explain it. He confused Herod so he wouldn't kill his son, well, Jesus. The only thing that happened is, I don't know if you'd call it confusion, right? After the wise men came make, to— Make him wonder, you know, confuse him so he wouldn't try to kill Jesus and send the people directly to Jesus to kill him. No, what happened? So he confused no, him with the star. No, what happens is this. Um, uh, that's not exactly right. The wise men came to Herod asking him where the Messiah was because the star had led them basically to Herod. Uh, what Herod said, he went and consulted. Then he consulted with the Jewish scribes who told him about the Messiah and where he would be born. And then he told them, when you find out where he is, come back and tell me because if had they come back, then what Herod was going to do is to take that information and then go kill Jesus. That's what would have well, happened. To kill Jesus, and, and that's why the wise men departed. They, well, they departed. They departed after God gave them a dream and told them to go. <laughs> See what I'm saying? To go, right. Yeah, so they didn't right. really fool. They just left. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were, they were ordered by right. the king to come back and tell him, but they listened to God, and they went on. So God had to intervene right. for that to turn out correct. Yes. The star wasn't doing right. anything that's helpful. Herod, so yeah, God had to get him. He wanted to uh, kill Jesus. That's mm-hmm. what I just called it. I, I just returned you on, so that's uh, that's my belief. Hey, you call know, anytime you want. The passage. That's right. Well, you you added some good stuff to it, Darlene, and we thank you very very much. Number to call: area code eight six six four two three nine five seven eight. Keith, Leon, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is Michael Medved at michaelmedved.com for Town Hall. As the presidential campaign heats up, leaders over 70 control our politics. If Trump wins re-election, he'd be 78 at his term's end, the oldest president ever. Elizabeth Warren would be 75. Joe Biden and Michael Bloomberg would both be 81. And Bernie Sanders, well, he'd hit 83. Meanwhile, Speaker of the House Pelosi is already 79 and Senate Leader Mitch McConnell, 77. New York Attorney Thomas Dewey notes this domination by senior citizens is something new. Bill Clinton took office at age 46 and George W. Bush followed him at 54, beating the 52-year-old Vice President Al Gore. Mr. Dewey seems puzzled by these contrasts, but they actually reflect the unshakable domination of government and culture by baby boomers who ruled the roost in their 50s and still hold sway in their 70s. Members of this post-war population bulge could still reign past their 80s or, more plausibly, 2020 will be their last hurrah. 
Sponsored by Alliance Defending Freedom. Impact Mortgage Corp. DBA Cash Call Mortgage. NMLS ID 128231. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in all states, including New York. Offer not available in Washington. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. You see it on TV every day. Global turmoil. But these international events help keep interest rates low and may even drive them lower. In response, we at Cash Call Mortgage have lowered our interest rates for the new year. And that's great news for homeowners. If you have a current rate above 2.99%, call us to see how much you can save. If you qualify, we'll even pay your closing costs. And we can close your refi in as fast as 20 days with no upfront deposit. With our low interest rates and no closing costs if you qualify, there's never been a better time to lock in a low rate before it's gone. For a free quote, go to CashCallMortgage.com or call 800-990-6947. That's 800-990-6947. 800-990-6947. Hello, friends. This is Evangelist Anita Campbell, host of Bible Talk. I've got some exciting news now. In addition to listening to us on 92.7 FM and AM 1500, you can also stream us live on Radio.com. Just go to Radio.com, tap the News Talk, and scroll down to WLQV Faith Talk. It's that simple. Or pick up the Radio.com app. Either way, it's fun. Sounds great, and you're going to love it. Check us out at Radio.com. Hi, I'm Alistair Begg, and I'd like to personally invite you to join me August 30th to September 6th, 2020, for a week of Christian fellowship and a newfound appreciation for God's creation. Call 855-565-5519 to join us, or visit deeperfaithcruise.com for all the details. For more information and to book your trip today, visit faithtalkdetroit.com and search keyword Alaska. That number to call, area code 866-423-9578 to be on the air. Bible Talk with Pastor Emory Moss. We have Keith and Leon on the line. Going to talk to Keith first. Hello, Keith. What's on your mind, sir? Hey, how you doing, Pastor Just great since you've called. Uh, Happy New Year. Same to you. Okay, me and my wife is having a disagreement. That's what I like. I Um, like it when the husband and the wife throwing down. (laughs) What did did y'all have a disagreement about? We're having a disagreement. She said that Christmas doesn't have anything to do with Christ. Mm, she did. And I disagreed with her on okay. that. And the second question is... Well, how, well, how did you disagree God, with her? Well, Jesus was born on the 25th, right? No. <laughs> he wasn't. Okay. He wasn't? No. Okay. Okay, don't, don't so get, do Jesus have anything to do with Christmas? Uh, yes, I think so. In other words, ah, here's the question. I won that one. <laughs> yeah, you can tell your wife that you won. But no, tr- she's right here. <laughs> well, right? This is Pastor Moss <laughs> on the TV right here. Pastor Moss. The radio, yeah. I wish I was. <laughs> Would you tell her that, Pastor Moss? Yes, is she, is she on the air Jesus now? Jesus does have something to do with Christmas. <laughs> oh, yeah, talk to him. Come on, Hello. <laughs> Your husband, that's a shame. You should slap him after this, putting you on the air. But uh, I know. <laughs> well, you get back at him one day. 
But the, the truth is, honey, yeah, Jesus has something to do with Christmas. Now, what happens is that uh, we don't believe that he was born on December 25th. Uh, in right. fact, we don't know exactly when he was born, probably around 4 right. BC, we believe. However, let me ask you a question. Um, mm-hmm. If someone did not know your birthday, but you were born, wouldn't you still want it celebrated? Exactly. Yeah, I would have mine celebrated every day <laughs> of every month. Guess the <laughs> one you want, right? So, so that's not an issue. But in terms of it, what you want is some biblical background. Uh, was, was the, was, in other words, here's the question we should ask. Was Jesus Christ's birthday made special by God? And I would have to say that it did. If we look at uh, Luke chapter 2, verse uh, 8, this is the Bible. Okay, Now, everything that people do, or the Santa Claus and all that, and the tree, that's up to them. You know, as long as they do it appropriately and fine and not worshiping the Christmas tree and not worshiping Santa Claus, you're cool. But in terms of honoring Jesus, we should, because it says in Luke 2 and 8, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said, and now listen to this, And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born... Notice how they focus on his birth. These are angels. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Okay? Uh, and so there, then it says in verse 12, And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace and goodwill towards men. That's Christmas right there. That's all you need to celebrate the birth of Christ. And it's in the Bible. This is not outside the Bible. This is not the department store. This is what the Bible says. But this is what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. I'm saying a tree doesn't have anything to do with the birth of Christ. Well, but a tree doesn't have anything against the birth of Christ either. And then recognize this. You know where the tree comes from, don't you? No. Well, Martin Luther, actually. Uh, he used a tree in his Christmas celebration because the green pines on the tree r- reminded him of eternal life. That was Martin it. Luther. Martin, Martin Luther, Luther, the great reformer. Yeah. Yeah. And so for him, that's what it did, just a symbol of eternal life. That's all. He didn't worship it. In other words, I told people, now, if you don't okay, want to use a so tree, what about- if you don't want to use mm-hmm. a tree, don't use one. Uh, but if it's just a symbol, just like the Lord's the Supper... Tree- Hanging in someone's home. And, and then, but I'll tell you what I told people, though. But if I ever saw anyone worshiping a Christmas tree, I'd start a crusade to get them all out of people's houses. But it's just something that people can put crosses on it. As long as it reminds you about Jesus and what God has done, it's no problem. But some people had two trees in their house. No matter how many, they remind you of the same thing. What's the difference if I had five crosses hanging on, on my wall? Okay, I can have as many as I want. What does that got to do? How, how would that take away from me celebrating Jesus? Okay, my my point is not to celebrate. I'm not saying not to celebrate Jesus, okay. but I'm saying with all the hoopla that goes. Oh, some on hoopla, with, some hoopla is going too far. I don't think we should be as gift driven as we are, getting all right. these expensive gifts. It's supposed to be about Jesus and not about what we get. But still, just because some people do it too wrongly doesn't mean it can't be done right. And that's what you got to realize. You can't throw out the baby with the bathwater. Okay, because my Christmas celebrations. A focus on Jesus, 
We might get gifts, but that's because Jesus got a gift, but we don't overboard with it. We want to focus on Jesus Christ. He got a gift for his birth, for being born. That's right, and that is biblical to do. Did okay. the three wise men have anything to do with the, with the Christmas? Well, because in a sense, did, they did. They, yeah, they showed up looking for him, and so all men should seek uh, Jesus, just like the wise men did. And by the way, it wasn't three of them. It probably was a whole caravan of them, because they really upset Herod when they arrived. Yeah, right? and they brought gifts, right? They, they brought, brought gifts to Jesus, though. We give them to each other. Right. The key thing is to honor Jesus on that day. But I'm sure Jesus doesn't mind us, you know, giving gifts, especially when they remind people of what that this is his well, birthday. When do you think he was born? Because they don't say know. The don't Baptist know. School. About 4 B.C. is all we know. We do not know exactly when. But that doesn't mean anything. I haven't talked to a single person yet who would not want their birthday celebrated if folks forgot when it was. <laughs> Come on. Right. I was born. Yeah, Celebrate cool. it. Do it in the, do mine every day of the month till you get it right. The, the important thing yeah, is he was so born. That's just like my father. He was born in 1917, right. but they don't have a birth certificate on him. Yeah, right, but still he has a birthday so, celebration, don't he? Well, yeah. He, okay, then do Jesus the same way. <laughs> the same way. I'm like, all right, great talking to them. Leon, get him in for a minute. Had to go. Sorry. Leon, what's on your mind? Bless you, Pastor Moss. Um, I'm your, from your friend's church, Elder Alvin Evans. Oh. Door Church of God in Christ. Okay. Um, I just came in and heard you talk the dialogue about the astrology with the wise men. Uh-huh. I just want to make a comment. Yeah. Um, from my understanding, the basis of astronomy is in Genesis chapter 1. Right. Where it says in verse 14, and God said, let there be lights in the firmament mm-hmm. of the heavens to divide the day from the night and let them be for signs and for seasons and for days and for years. Right. That's the basis of astronomy. Mm-hmm. Now, when it comes to astrology, the first time the word is mentioned in the Bible is in uh, the book of Daniel. No, uh, yeah, in, in Daniel, I think it is. Well, let me look well, at this, I, just one quick second. Well, you know what you're going to have to do, Lance? Uh, I'm sorry. I've only got 30 seconds left. I wish. Could you call back uh, the next time I'm on? Call back tomorrow? I will try to. Okay. I would love to talk to you, but I'm just plumb out of time. You were going in such a... I had do me understand. You've yeah. been blessed. You're doing a good job. All right. Thank you. Hopefully, he'll call back. We're running out of time. I'm rushing to Strictly Biblical Bible Teaching Ministries, about to talk about Christology. And apologetics, you can be there with me. Um, we're located at 10709. That's 10709 Grand River at Oakman. Look for you there. Uh, we started about uh, seven o'clock. Okay, no, not si- well. They're going to start at seven. I won't start till seven thirty. But head, get, get in your vehicle right now and head to 10709 Grand River at Oakman. Bring a Bible with you as we'll be talking about Christology. God bless you, Pastor Moss. See you next time. Sponsored by Bible Bootcamp Ministry.